Thanks for listening to the Shift Your Spirits podcast. I'm your host, Slade Robertson. For 12 years, I've been a professional intuitive and the author of the blog, Shift Your Spirits, where I try to write about spirituality with fewer hearts and flowers than most New Age blather. I also mentor emerging intuitives, psychics, and healers in a program called Automatic Intuition. It is Saturday, January 27th, 2018, as I record this. In this week's interview, we are disrupting diet culture with Susan Hyatt. I'm excited for you to receive her message about silencing negative internal voices around body image and beauty. And as always, there's an oracle segment at the end of the show. So be thinking about a question or a concern you have. Hold it in your mind, and I'll come back on after the final links and credits and leave you with that extra channeled message. Before I forget, I want to give a quick shout out to my friend Christy from Circuit Breaker Community. Circuit Breaker is high-intensity interval training courses that I do several times a week. I've been doing them for five years now. It has a lot of similarities to like CrossFit, but it is a privately branded program by our trainer, Lisa Blevins. Anyway, I had not seen Christy in a class for a few weeks, and we were chatting during the warm-up run. And she told me she's been listening to the podcast for several months now, and I had no idea. It's actually rare that someone in my personal life or in my local community is also legitimately a fan, and I'm used to this being a global platform. So it's always a thrill to meet any of you guys in person, Uh, but when I find out someone I know, say from the gym or the cafe, is a fan, it makes me very happy. So thank you, Christy, for listening and for that affirmation this morning. Speaking of working out, you know I did this episode recently about rebooting your energy physically, creatively, spiritually. A lot of people were really excited about doing it, even though the unusual, brutally cold temperatures have been a challenge in a lot of places. I started doing morning pages again after 20 years about several months ago, so right at the beginning of autumn after the solar eclipse. I'm sure the topic will come up a lot because I'm stunned at how much I'm getting from this practice from doing it again. And when I included the 30-minute walking meditation in the reboot for you guys, I didn't personally do that part because I do all these intense CrossFit, circuit breaker, kettlebells, workouts religiously. And I really didn't think of myself as needing a fitness routine at all. And um, I won't get into why. But I have come to the realization that I need to add that walking meditation in, at least for a few months, and see if that's the extra little bit of something I am missing here. I'm intending to do like a 5K or 3 mile during my lunch break, so maybe 45 minutes. I just thought it was interesting that Spirit was like, no, you have to walk too. I literally have to walk my own talk. I will let you know how this goes. Just know that I am doing it all with you, the entire reboot, both the morning pages and the walking meditation. And I love receiving these emails from everyone who is also doing the reboot. I want to say a quick thank you to Sheila Evans and Angela Brophy, my newest mastery level supporters on Patreon. Sheila came in brand new at the mastery level, and Angela actually edited her pledge up to the mastery level. I'm thrilled by what that has done for my Patreon goal. I'm halfway to the goal I set up last June. I could not be happier about that. That goal for the year looks very much doable. I appreciate all of you who've pledged your support, and I'm really excited to see the 
new names each week. It demonstrates that you're enjoying this show and you want it to continue. That's very encouraging to me, so thank you. Listeners who support the show on Patreon can access bonus episodes, a guided meditation called Messages from Your Spirit Guides, and at that mastery level of support, you can download one of my courses for free each month. This month, the featured course is Manifest Anything, the full audio version plus the ebook. To find out how you can become a patron, support my time in producing this show, and access all the extra bonus content, please go to patreon.com slash shift your spirits. Okay, on to today's interview. Susan Hyatt is a master certified life coach, weight loss expert, and the author of Bear. She's the creator of the trademarked Bear Process, the Bear Deck, a podcast called Bear, and an online community called Bear Daily. Susan's credentials are truly impressive. Like, you have to go to her website and check out the list for yourself. I mean, O Magazine is there, Cosmopolitan, Seventeen, Women's World. She's been featured on the Oprah Winfrey Network. But she's also one of the most accessible teachers I know. Her personality is down to earth and funny and glamorous in the most unpretentious way. And when when confronted with how to behave as a leader myself or how to represent as a voice for all of you guys, I often ask myself, what would Susan do? Just before we got into the interview questions, we were talking about explaining to people what we do for a living. And I asked Susan, when you're at a dinner party and someone asks you what you do, what do you say? I help people get what they want. What does that mean? That means, so when you say to people, I'm a life coach, still most of the population has no idea what that means. There's an elderly woman on a plane that thought that meant I was a hospice worker. (laughs) And so... I look at it more as a conversation starter. So I'm not, if I just say, oh, I'm a life coach, people's eyes kind of glaze over and then they are like, oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) If I say, I help people get what I want, get what they want, then they're like, what? Uh Say more. And then it's a conversation I'm having about, I'm a life coach and an author and I specialize in helping women stop dieting. Um, sometimes I just say, I help women stop dieting and you can see, I've written a couple of funny stories because especially women are like, what you help them stop. Why would you do that? You know, because we're so immersed in diet culture, people think dieting is being healthy and it's actually the opposite of that. Mm. How did that land in your lab? By the way, how did that become your thing? Well, it became my thing because I was 35 to 40 pounds over my natural weight when my first year as a life coach. And I knew that there were underlying issues about that. And I felt like, ha, 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 it was my final frontier to conquer. It wasn't, but it certainly was one, that issue I needed to deal with. And I hired a weight loss coach named Brooke Castillo, who's amazing, And she has this great book called, If I'm So Smart, Why Can't I Lose Weight? And what we really did was dive into the emotional side of eating, which really rocked my world. And I lost that weight within about six months. And this, I was somebody who I joke that I was, I really had a PhD in being a couch potato. I mean, I (laughs) refused to exercise. 
you know, I didn't want anyone telling me what I could or couldn't eat. And I, it really rocked my world. And I thought, you know, if I can lose this extra weight, then I want to help other women do it. And so I became, I added weight loss coaching to my repertoire. And what I started to notice after coaching hundreds of women was I was really spending the bulk of my time because I could help anybody lose weight. It's really the inner deep work that makes weight loss sustainable. And it has nothing, I promise, to do with calories in, calories out, no pain, no gain, all that stuff we're taught. It's really about is this woman cherishing herself, loving herself, giving herself enough daily pleasure so that she's not getting her entertainment from food, so that she's not getting her comfort from food, so that she's not numbing out. And I really started to notice that my clients, I could help them lose 50, 100 pounds, and then they would start complaining about other parts of their body. So yes, they had lost the weight, but now they were fixated on stretch marks or um, I still have a muffin top or maybe I should get cosmetic surgery. And I started focusing on learning how to love your body as it is right now, and then we'll do this other stuff. And bingo, you know, everything changed. And so I developed this process called Bear, and it's a real, really a process of bringing a woman back to herself and figuring out that diets just keep you on this deprivation cycle that you can't win. And the diet industry is actually counting on that. It's like, right, I think the latest statistics, it's over a $100 billion industry, and it's designed to keep you dissatisfied with how you look so that you keep spending money trying to become something else. Hmm. Wow. Do you remember what the breaking point was for you? Like the, the shift that happened in your own mindset? I mean, now, you know, working with the other clients, you were able to sort of see it from outside and observe it in, you know, a controlled environment. Mm -hmm. But when that happened to you, can you go back and remember like what that mindset shift was? Yeah, I can remember there was this moment. It was I think maybe I had lost about 16 pounds of the 35 to 40 and we were going on spring break vacation and my daughter at the time was, I mean, she was maybe seven and I bought a new bikini and I was so excited in the store about having this bathing suit. And I remember my coach wanted me, she made a joke about a client of hers that she had asked to take a picture of herself in a swimsuit and send it to her. And when the photo arrived, it was a picture of her client flipping her off. And I started laughing and I said, don't ever assign that to me. And she was like, oh, really? Like, that's your homework then. Mm. Um, and so I had my daughter, I put my swimsuit on. I actually was feeling great. My little eight-year-old Emily takes a photo of me and I felt fine the entire process until I looked at the photo on my big desktop screen and all of a sudden all of these really negative thoughts started flooding in that were still there about, oh, you don't look as good as you thought and just really self-violent thoughts that almost all women have about their bodies. And 
I thought, you know, you've got some, you've got some real work to do. And I often think about, um, I was on a, doing a webinar yesterday and I was talking about this. When you look at little kids, like say a film crew shows up at an elementary school, little kids are like fighting, shoving each other out of the way to be seen on camera, right? This is an exciting thing. Like, look at me, I'm on TV. Uh-huh. And at some point, we receive messages from either family of origin or culture at large that the way that you look is not acceptable. And mm. by the time we reach our age, we're so full of these messages that we should look a certain way and we're not good enough. And in that moment, when I looked at myself on screen, I was like, you have got to figure out how to be like that again. Be like, there I am, look at me and show up and stop this hiding because you have some cellulite or whatever it might be. Mm. And that was really a moment, um, an aha moment, a breaking point moment, a moment where I shifted and decided to devote myself to figuring that out. And I did. And I can tell you that people are always asking me, like, I don't understand how you get all that stuff done. And I can tell you the reason I get so much stuff done is because I'm no longer obsessing about food and body and how I look. Hmm. Tell me about, well, first I have to tell you, you, you probably know this about me, but I like to personify the archetypes. I like to communicate with voices. A lot of the work that I do with people is around policing the negative self-talk. You know, mm -hmm. it's really about mm -hmm. um, learning how to not only identify that, um, but one of the things that you pointed out was, you know, these voices come from your family and society. They don't come from your higher self. They don't come from little kid you. Like mm -hmm. you, you got them from somewhere. You took mm -hmm. them on, you downloaded them, and now you call them your own thoughts and they're really not. Mm -hmm. And, um, but you, I noticed when I was looking at your website, um, before the interview, uh, that you have an archetype called the inner mean girl. <laughs> so yes. tell me about her. Is that who it is that that's, that's saying all these mean things? Yes. Yes. And you're absolutely right. These thoughts that we absorb and take on as our own did not, we were not born into this world with those kind of beliefs. We picked them up along the way and yeah, your inner mean girl is the one that's saying really horrible things to you about yourself that are untrue. And the way that you know that they're not true is because they make you feel horrible. Mm. And I think most women think that that is because they talk with their girlfriends, they talk with their mom, they talk with other people, and everybody goes, oh, yeah, me too. And so they think, well, that's normal and that's just the way it is. But it's, it is prevalent in our culture, but it's not what we were meant to experience. And so we have to clap back at that and tell the mean girl to have a seat and educate her on how you want to be treated. And you can flip the dialogue on that and practice talking back to her and saying kind things. Because, listen, even if you want to argue with me and say, no, but she's right. I do need to lose weight. I don't exercise. I am lazy. You've got to ask yourself different questions and tell yourself different things so that you change your behavior. But there's no upside to self-violent thoughts. If you haven't noticed, there's no upside to it. It right. doesn't help in any way. Mm. 
So uh, you recently landed a big book deal, and I know this because we're friends on Facebook, and you've been talking about the process and everything. Is this book deal the bear message? Is that what this is about? Tell me yeah, about the, the book. The book is called Bear, and we're still working on the um, subtitle. But thank you very much. Yes, I'm so excited to have a book deal for it, and Yay, it's congrats. basically <laughs> so stoked. Um, actually, just had a meeting with my publishing team yesterday and they are on it. It's, it's going to be fire. I cannot wait for it to hit. Um, actually pre-sale, the book is not going to be out until January of 2019. So mm -hmm. there's a, a big process to getting these books out into the world and I'm slightly impatient. <laughs> yeah. So I would like it to be in your hands tomorrow, but pre-orders actually will start fairly soon, but the books will not ship until January. And yes, it's a book full of personal stories and client stories, and it walks you through the bear process. And the thing that I like about the bear process is it's, you know, so when you get the book, it's a story and then there's a challenge. So it gets you taking action immediately. Um, side note, I have a podcast, the bear podcast, which is going to drop on iTunes maybe by, um, next week. So oh, people okay. while they're waiting on the book, can check out the podcast. I'm dropping an entire season at once. Mm -hmm. So it can walk people through. There's eight episodes in season one. It walks people through the bear process. You can do it on your own. Um, or you can decide to hire a coach to help you. Oh, okay. Well, and you also have, uh, um, for people who don't want to wait, who want to like dive in and, and work with it, this, this platform, this work, this material exists in, in various forms. You have a community, an online community around it already, right? Yeah, yeah. It's called Bear Daily. And the way that it's set up is if someone joins the community, they get access, a username and password, to an online classroom that has the bear process in videos. So you can watch a video. There's homework assignments. There's tons of stuff in there. And then in the private forum, I'm in there every day, and so are my bear coaches. And so let's say you sign up and you start doing the bear process and you hit a wall or you have an issue, which you will, um, coaches are there 24 seven to coach you through what's happening in the forum. So it's really a sweet setup. I have to ask you this question. I love to ask everyone this and I'm trying to learn to ask it in a more positive way. But <laughs> as someone who's spent some time now in the personal development world, um, what do you most hope to change about the conversation? So many things, Slade, so many things. Um, primarily, I want to disrupt diet culture. So the segment of the self-help self industry that focuses on food, body, and weight, I want to change the conversation from fear and deprivation to pleasure, love, positivity. So that's number one, you know, people who are um, promoting unhealthy, unsustainable lifestyle changes, um, you know, things that you wrap your body in or, <laughs> you know, starve yourself, all these kinds of things. I definitely want to not flip the switch, flip the table on those folks. And then, <laughs> and then also, um, the part of the self-help industry that is selling a bill of goods around 
um, how do I say this? So I'm a big believer in spiritual grease plus elbow grease. Mm. Meaning, yes, the universe has your back. Yes, the universe is conspiring in your favor. And whatever, you know, higher power you believe in, yes, your higher power, your higher self wants you to have everything that you crave. But you have to couple that faith and belief with action. And so I get pretty worn out with people who are selling um, the idea that if you just believe it hard enough, it will happen. Mm. Yeah, the like the law of attraction method, like, I mean, not like specifically, but some of that stuff, like thinking mm. it will be true, feel your way into the reality, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, because it's only part of the story. So, you know, um, I have dear friends who are big uh, law of attraction teachers, and I think people misunderstand it and they think, well, if I pay this money and I make a vision board and I just believe that I'm going to own a Mercedes (laughs) and it's going to appear in my driveway Um, you know, and tomorrow I'm going to be dancing with Cardi B and Bruno Mars, like it's going to happen. Um, yes, if you do some things to put yourself in the path of Cardi B, like if you do some work and go to the Mercedes dealership, you know, it's just, I, I believe in magic. I believe in miracles, but I, you know, I grew up, uh, Catholic I'm a recovered Catholic. Um, but my mother used to always say, God helps those who help themselves. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's really stuck with me because I believe that to be true, that yes, these m- miraculous things can happen, but you have to get out of your own way and do some work. I actually believe that too. And I wasn't even indoctrinated to believe it, but that that line you know, mm-hmm. God helps those who helps themselves it really does work for me. Like if somebody mm-hmm. says it to me, I'm like, amen. You know what I mean? Like, Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> and I do, you know, I do, um, write and teach a law of, of, of attraction stuff and, and hopefully my like corrected methods. But one of the, the things I like to introduce into the conversation is that what you described that vision board thing is like working with one element as opposed to all the sacred elements, you know, it's like, legs on a stool kind of thing like you got some other legs you got attached to this thing before it'll stand up um and i I totally i mean i do vision board workshops online i mean it's not i love all those things they just have to be combined like you said with other practices well that's one of the reasons why i wanted you to be on here is because you know this is fewer hearts and flowers um but we still love all the spiritual stuff right and the thing i love about you is you embody that very down to earth, um, you know, use of these things as tools. Um, it's, it's not an airy fairy thing for you. Like you love to show yourself doing it. Um, Mm -hmm. you're on camera a lot. You're, Mm -hmm. your people can Facebook live right into your office, like on a daily basis. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Um, and I love that about you too, because you're never like full hair and makeup and wearing like a glitter gown, except in a photo shoot, which you do, you get that (laughs) out of your system. You gotta bring the big guns in sometimes. Right. Yeah. On a daily basis, I'm, I'm typically in my workout clothes with no makeup. Well, and you know what, that was very inspiring to me as I was, um, developing this podcast and putting it out because one of the 
pieces of advice that I got was like, just don't worry about the intro music and the this and the that and the other thing. Just it's about you speaking. It's about the content and it's about letting people hear you and the guests that you connect with. Just think of it as like a big voicemail, you know, like just take it down a notch. And that was very freeing for me. And you and I had a little interaction about on Facebook probably about a year ago about that whole thing. And you encouraged me. You're like, yeah, people need to see you. Um, so that mm-hmm. that probably will be my next step is to get to like let my face be out there more. But that's one of those Dude, things. Dude, why would you not let your face be seen? Because. You're Nick Hodderson. <laughs> This is, you are you are depriving your audience. Of, you will be blessing the interwebs with your face. All right. So I need to come over there and smack you around. Well, you'll be proud to know that I'm going to do my first Facebook Live next week for next my week? yeah How about this afternoon. Well, because it's a it's a training for my um, automatic intuition peeps, and so they get to be exposed to me first. Um, but I was like thinking about it, and I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to sit on camera and do. And I totally thought I'm going to do this like Susan Hyatt style. Um, that you were my inspiration for that. Um, well, that's awesome. And I have to say that that's part of the bear process is yeah. to make a scene and be seen. So you have to, the more you allow yourself to be seen and take up space, the more you can conquer those voices that say that you shouldn't, that, you know, you don't look all right, like whatever, get, put yourselves out there, people. Well, uh, that was kind of like my last big question for you was about the whole make a scene concept, right? So um, we're all rooting for you, living through you vicariously, you know, as as you're making your scenes and, and posting about that. And people just have to follow you online to like get the full experience of what I'm talking about <laughs> because it unfolds, you know, as you're, as you encounter things in your daily life and you share it. But so I used to, my friends in college actually used to call me Julia Sugarbaker. And I was notorious <laughs> for telling some people off. You know what I mean? And I was really good at it. <laughs> but um, I reached a point where I kind of had to like dial back a lot of my anger. Like I had to go all the way back, strip back down and then work my way back up again. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as we all know, this last year or so has been very trying um, when it comes to posting things online about your the things that you're pissed about. And, yeah. you know, like I... I always look at you and I'm like, how is she coming out smelling like a rose every time? Because you are so good at doing something. Like, if I do what you do, I end up in a flame war. <laughs> I mean, oh, oh, you mean with your following? People get mad? Yes, get yes. Like, oh. you, you are so good at treading the line on making the scene and like sharing the fact that you're pissed and putting it out there and calling stuff out and without somehow ending up, you know, in tears at the end of the day and you wasted your whole day arguing with people online. And so I'm wondering like, what am I missing? Where do we draw the line there? How do you police that energy? (laughs) So I have an unfair advantage and my unfair advantage is that I have for 19 years parented a man named Ryan Hyatt (laughs) and Ryan Hyatt is some of the biggest, most challenging energy that you could encounter. So I feel like I have been in boot camp um, with how to have boundaries, express 
feelings, you know, call it like it is in a way that doesn't set fire to everything. Sometimes I do want to set fire to everything. So mm-hmm. there's number one. So sorry, Slade, you're gonna I'm gonna have to ship Ryan off to you <laughs> okay. so that you can get some practice with that before <laughs> before. Um, but secondly, I think I'm always one of the things that I teach in writing or when I'm training coaches on, you know, how to come up with content, how to come up with content for Facebook, how to come up with content for your blog, for your podcast, for whatever reason a fellow sugar baker over here, um, (laughs) I have always been able to come up with topics more readily, more easily, if I think about what has irritated me or pissed me off lately. Mm. And then what I do is say, okay, I'm really irritated about, you know, whatever. These people who are, you know, selling um, diets, then I try to come up before I open my mouth. I try to come up with the life coachy solution to it so that it's not just a rant that that I'm offering my displeasure and I'm all let me tell you something. But I couch it in. Well, here's what you could do for yourself if you're experiencing this, too. And so I think that's what keeps it from just being something that would ruin someone's day, my day, your day, whatever. Mm, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So so there's a little bit. Then also, I mean, I do, you know it, I do get hate mail. I do get people who disagree and who will post things, but I, I shut it down pretty quickly. I don't let them have a platform on my platform. Mm -hmm. So like I'm open-minded. So if they're talking about something respectfully and they just disagree, that's fine. But if they're, um, trying to set fire to my Facebook thread, then they're immediately blocked. That's it. You, you don't get to come over on my page and do that. Sorry. Mm. I Well, you know what? I actually realized as you were ta- saying this that, you know, I teach this in terms of um, journaling. Like I used mm-hmm. to keep diaries a lot and that's, a you know, a big tool for me. And at some point I realized like it was nothing but whining. And when I did morning pages for the first time, you know, like the Julia Cameron style. Mm-hmm. I remember being like, you know what? I'm not just going to bitch every morning for four, 15 minutes. Like, how is that a way to start the day? And so I made a rule with myself that the only way that I could mention something that was wrong in my diary is if I put a potential solution there or like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I am broke. Here's what I'm going to do about it kind of mm-hmm. thing. And mm-hmm. um, I teach that to people a lot. Like you can't, you know, it's one thing to, like you said, it's one thing to rant and it's one thing to vent. But I think even venting in your private space without having a constructive context is damaging. You're just mm-hmm. letting the inner mean mm-hmm. girl have a, mm-hmm. a dance party in your head, you know? Right. Um, well, so what's next for you? Like what, I mean, you've got this big book coming out, but it's going to take a while. So what are you going to do in the meantime? (laughs) (laughs) So what I'm doing in the meantime is I'm trying to build my bear membership community up. Um, and I, I mean, I am spending a lot of time, um, you know, inside there we have cooking classes and exercise classes and just all kinds of great content that happens privately in there. So I'll be spending 
most of my time in there. Um, I'm also doing some international retreats this year, um, one to Italy that's already sold out and one to England and maybe one to Paris. Um, that's one of my favorite cities. And then I'm training a bunch of bear coaches. So coaches in the bear methodology so that they can spread this far and wide. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just all my regular. Mm-hmm. It must be fun to be you. <laughs> <laughs> it is fun to be me. And I tell you, I remind myself that of that every morning when my inner mean girl wants to whine about how much she has to do. I slap her around and tell her she is so lucky that she needs to stay in the miracle and be grateful for this practice and this business and this life. Mm, Susan, I truly do love your energy. I could talk to you all day long. And I, one of the reasons why I had to get you on my show is because you'll probably be too famous next year to be on my oh, show. Stop it. Never too famous for you. <laughs> um, anyway, it was fantastic to get to capture a chat with you and introduce you to some of my peeps who may not have heard of you before. So tell everyone where they can go to find you online. Thank you so much, by the way. This was a delight. Um, my website URL is shyatt.com, S-H-Y-A-T-T.com. And then you can follow me on Instagram at, at Susan Hyatt or also on Facebook, same handle. Thank you for coming on the show, Susan. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to the Shift Your Spirits podcast. For show notes, links, and all the past episodes, please visit shiftyourspirits.com. You can subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher or whatever app you use to access podcasts. If you'd like to get an intuitive reading with me or download a free ebook and meditation to help you connect with your guides, please go to sladeroberson.com. And if you're interested in my professional intuitive training program, you can start the course for free by downloading the attunement at automaticintuition.com. Before I go, I promise to leave you a message and answer to a question or concern you may have. So take a moment to think about that, hold it in your mind, or speak it out loud. I'll pause for just a few seconds right now. How are you hiding in your life? Where do you have a to-do list that might just be keeping you from taking action? To-do lists are the most insidious form of resistance, perfection, protection. What if you just try a practice run instead? What if you throw out the planning and just lower the bar for the sake of having the experience of doing it, at least a little piece of it? Now you have to put it out into the world where someone else can witness it, and give you feedback. But the secret to that big dream of yours is that there's a little step, a small part of it, you can execute today. And tapping into that energy, no matter how sloppy or embarrassing or imperfect, is where you will find the true power to do it again and again. And I'll talk to you later.